with all the things going on uh, in the world with politics and, uh, and law, uh, I thought I'd bring uh, the foremost expert in the world, uh, the great Jack Gordon, super lawyer. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you, my brother, for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. But if you're looking for the uh, renowned yeah. legal, sophisticated opinion, yeah. apparently that, that guy wasn't available. Well, I mean, I'm just I looking for second. a guy that comes out of a phone booth, <laughs> and that's you, okay? That's what we do here on Dignitary Radio. It's yes, phone booth yes. type stuff. This is nice. This is a little bougie. Yeah, this is a little nice. bougie, it's but upscale. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Food is fantastic. How awesome here. is this, though? Take a look at it. That's what I'm saying, though. You look out, and you look. God, man. We, we, Tampa is happening. People come here. I don't know where we go. Where do we go? We don't have to go anywhere. That's what I'm this saying. This is the land though. of milk and honey. This is yeah. Tampa has become a destination, yeah. and I'm talking specifically downtown Tampa. Absolutely, this is great. I mean, I live right almost downtown. I live here right in the uh, the Bayshore area, and I'm walking down Bayshore. I'm thinking, if I was on vacation somewhere, I'd be doing this, right? Looking at this. Where would you want to yeah, go? Exactly. Here. And people come here from mm-hmm. Paradise, and we live right in Paradise, so we're definitely blessed. Now. Uh, let's get to the law stuff, okay? We, I love talking law with the great Jack Gordon because he knows a lot more than me. I try to bring some common sense to it because some of your lawyers ain't that. You don't have that much common sense. I but isn't that interesting? Really. When we talk about the law, <laughs> yes. we always talk about what may be contrary to the law is common sense. You're right. You're right. What kind of statement is that? But, 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 I mean, I know you love law. You have to love law to get and into I'm, it. I, I, you ever I'm, question it, though? I, I do. I, I, I think that... You know, the reality is that no system is perfect, and it tends to be a function of balancing costs and benefits. So if you ask the average individual out in the street, um, and, you know, during the course of jury selection, during my voir dire when I'm selecting a jury panel, you know, these types of conversations always come up, and you have to be able to address it. Because there are people who are critical of the legal system, and if they're critical, they may not necessarily be able to follow the instructions of the court. So we want to try okay. to, to, to ferret that out, vet that out during the course of our discussions with potential jurors. Because I am critical. I know I am. Well, but, I know I am. But there tends, in other words, you say, right, well, let me ask you about this, you ask about the, the exclusionary rule. The exclusionary rule, as you know, is um, if there is evidence, forensic evidence. In other words, they're chasing some guy down. They think that he, uh, he raped and killed some young girl, mm-hmm. that he cut her up. They bust into his apartment, and they go through his closet. Sure enough, there's the knife. Mm-hmm. And it's got his, his bloody fingerprints on it. It's mm-hmm. got the DNA of the victim. Well, he's guilty. Oh, wait a minute. There was a problem with the search warrant. The police officers <laughs> didn't necessarily do what they were That's supposed to do. And, and, and accordingly, as a result, the exclusionary rule requires that bit of evidence not to come in. So, again, we're very critical of that. But at the same time, it's a function and reflection of the constitutional principles and the things that our lawmakers felt were, were, were crucial in terms of that cost-benefit analysis. We so value our rights of privacy, we so value our rights of individual freedom that we would rather let a guilty guy mm-hmm. go free Correct. than to otherwise enable police to infringe upon the private I- interests of citizens or otherwise to put innocent guys behind bars. It, it's that, it's that cost-and-benefit I have a great example for you, okay? Uh, the O.J. Simpson trial, okay, will never go away, first of all, okay? That what it literally... Uh, almost eliminated soap operas, okay? Right. It, everybody was right. watching that. Mm-hmm. And I went through it, and I thought I knew all of what was going on, okay? And they just had this other documentary. It was like an eight-hour documentary. I watched the whole thing, and it was O.J. Made in America. Mm-hmm. I found out some things that were shocking mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. And this is why I thought the part that shocked me. They had, I believe, nine black jurors, okay? And they asked one of the jurors... Did we let OJ off because of Rodney King? And you know what she said? Absolutely. <laughs> right. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's crazy. That's un-American. But, but I, I don't live in their shoes. 
I didn't live there. So you got to think, if you lived in Compton or wherever you left for years, okay, black people were getting the short end of it. They didn't care if he did it or not. They just wanted to be on top one time. And I don't blame them for it anymore, but... Is, is it the system, or what? what is that? In, in all fairness, that's a reflection of the jury system. And again, we can be critical of it, but we would much rather have the opportunity to be judged by our peers than some tribunal uh, of, of privileged folks who otherwise, you know, the, the great part about the United States legal system is, at the end of the day, it's never all the books. Mm -hmm. It's never all the judicial interpretation or the case precedent. At the end of the day, with respect to a jury trial, it is, at least here in Florida, the civil system, again, provides for a six-person jury trial. There are six jurors who are making decisions, and they are bringing with them, so there is a collective wisdom within the jury pool. They are bringing with them their, their common sense, as you like to talk about. They're bringing with them their life experiences. And, of course, the downside is they're also bringing with them their, their potential biases, prejudices, sure. and the like. Now, the whole thing going on uh, in, in right now with Stand Your Ground, okay, mm -hmm. We got this old crusty cat, Curtis Reeves, um, who was a police captain. And that's, a, that's, that's relevant in this case. I, it has to be because I think some people look at him as a police captain and say, well, he wouldn't do what was wrong. I think some people look at him that way. I think there's a, there, there's a bit of that. But remember, you talk about what happened out in the OJ trial. You know, there is also an underlying consciousness or, or, or there are people within today's society that aren't necessarily outliers, mm -hmm. but there are people within mainstream society who are very, very skeptical about police officers. Who, who yeah, but for good reason. For good reason. Now, once again, just like lawyers, just like people on the radio, just like football players, there's good football players, there's bad football players, there's good, there's good lawyers and bad, and policemen too. Sure. I mean, that's, that's a fact. And the unfortunate part is, you know, as an African-American man, I just keep on seeing these, like, Okay, we'll talk, let's talk Rodney King for a second, okay? okay? Sure. We had people watch that mm -hmm. and justify it. Mm -hmm. Can you? Can you justify a man laying on the ground, being beaten in his Achilles tendon by batons, and he ain't going nowhere? There's eight people need to beat one. So if, if within our law we can question that, then I got to question the law a little bit, unfortunately. Well, again, at the end of the day, it's never about the books. It's never about policy it's never about pro at the end of the day there are individuals who are human beings in and they are bringing with them to whatever endeavor it is whether it's policing whether it's judging whether it's lawyering whether it's it's uh, talk show hosting mm -hmm. they are bringing to that endeavor their own personal opinions their own biases their own tempers sure. their own again and we would hope collective wisdom but unfortunately you know, sometimes you put some guys together uh, who lose their temper, mm -hmm. and I think that had a lot to do with it. You know, if you get a little bit of the background uh, of the Rodney King story and the Rodney King beating, you take a look at what these police officers had been through during the course of mm -hmm. the weeks immediately preceding yeah. that event. They were filled with some rage. Sure, this was but, an opportunity for them to I'm go not, ahead and... You know, but, but the court doesn't care why I lost my temper, <laughs> but they care why a policeman lost his temper. That's, that's the difference. Well, you know, I, I respectfully disagree with that. That's the... With respect to the stand your ground topic mm -hmm. that, that, that we're here to talk about, the court in, does take into consideration what the individual's subjective notions were. Because the stand your ground doctrine as a whole, and, and for our listeners, is essentially a type of self-defense immunity that is afforded to people who believe that they are in, uh, they have a fear of imminent peril that they're going to be killed or they're otherwise going to suffer grievous bodily injury. Like and you're in your house and somebody's, you know, robbing your house and you think they have a gun. I get that. 
but somebody throwing popcorn on somebody, well, well, nobody's the, ever been killed like that. I, and I don't disagree with you, but here is, and this, of course, this is part of the criticism about the, about the Stand Your Ground law. The statute, as it was promulgated in 2005, essentially provides that if you have a subjective opinion that, again, you are in fear of a bodily injury or death, mm-hmm. then you have a right to stand your ground. It is a subjective standard, not objective, meaning it's not whether or not other reasonably um, well-educated, um, thought-processing, prudent people mm-hmm. would have otherwise feared imminent death okay. or imminent injury. It's whether you yourself, and, 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 and that's the real, in some ways, that's the problem. That the is law. the problem. Because think about, again, we talk about <laughs> the biases and the prejudices and, and, and the racism. So if somebody in good faith yeah. is afraid of people of color. Yes. Then, then doesn't then that justify the gunslinging? Well, you, said, the you said it and I did not. That's the problem. Let's go to George Zimmerman before we, we, we talk about Curtis Reeves. Let's go to George Zimmerman, okay? Let's just take law out of it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't care about the courts. I don't care about law. I don't care about none of it, okay? As a young man, I used to walk to and fro from my buddy's house with a hoodie on, on, on my head, okay? It was a William & Mary hoodie. I got it at the Champion Outlet for like five bucks, and I loved it. It was green. It was oversized. William & Mary, wore, what, a Colonial League? What, wore, what is that? Yeah, yeah William & Mary. So, yeah, yeah. so I used to walk to my buddy's house with this hoodie on, okay? So if I'm walking on the street at midnight and I see somebody approaching me, first of all, I'm going to say, yo, bro, do I know you? And if he doesn't say anything, when he gets between three feet, we got to fight. Is, is, is that crazy? Is that crazy? Why would you come in my? Why would you come within three feet of me? And we've had this discussion. A lot of it has to do with context. A lot of it has to do with what your individual experience has been. It, it, Does I, it though? The, I mean, why when you would, say anybody, we, we've had this conversation. But when you say whether, if anyone were to come into your space, let's say there's some crazy, sick, haughty. Mo- Victoria's Secret model wearing lingerie. I'm are you going to have? Are you going yes, to fear? Are you going to fear yes, bodily injury? Yeah, but I'm still going to be leery. If some girl in, in, in Victoria's Secret's coming up to me at midnight, I'm, something's up. This doesn't work like that. What about if it's, what about it's four in the afternoon? Different story. Possibly, and that's the point. Possibly, it's a totality of circumstances. Okay. We can't specifically isolate yeah. one factor and say, "Well, that justifies mm-hmm. our actions." Rather, we have to take into consideration what the totality of circumstances are. And to some extent, the stand your ground law tries to do that. Again, I think where it fails is it utilizes a subjective threshold rather than an objective threshold. There's a but, line that some everybody's line is different. That's the right. problem. That's the, I mean, that's right. and that's kind of my issue. With law in general, because if you walk up on me and I feel threatened, okay, and I start whooping your tail, you shouldn't be able to kill me. You shouldn't be able to kill me well, because get, you're getting your ass whooped. The remember the law isn't the law isn't promulgated or passed. The, the legislators don't make decisions in vacuums. There are lobbying interests. Here in Florida, there's a very powerful gun lobby, and the gun lobby is strong throughout the United States. Oh, everywhere, but, yeah. But anywhere south of Virginia. And in certain coastal states, it, this is a gunslinging state. This, I wouldn't say it's Texas. It's not Louisiana. Mm. But the legislators, the folks up in Tallahassee, the lawmakers, wish to protect Florida citizens and their right to bear arms okay. and their right to use those arms. And as a result, they pass laws which give the benefit of the doubt to whom we would otherwise characterize as gunslingers. All right. We're talking to Jack Gordon right now. We're talking about stand your ground now. The young man, he's not that young. Um, 
Curtis Reeves. He's in, uh, he's watching a movie. Pasco so, County Multiplex. Yeah, yeah, movie hadn't yet started. And somebody's, he, he doesn't like the way they're reacting. That's happened to me before. I'm not really that guy to approach somebody. That's not me, okay? So if I say to somebody, yo, bro, put away your, your cell phone. If somebody said, yo, put your cell phone away. First, I'm going to say, you need to mind your own business. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not one, I'm not a confrontational person, okay? So say that goes on and, you know, you, you're... You can't punch somebody, obviously. I throw popcorn. And that's not me, okay? I throw popcorn at somebody. I, I can't see the scenario where you're shooting somebody. I, I don't see how his life was threatened. Nobody squared up to punch anybody. And even if you do square up to punch somebody, you shouldn't be able to shoot them in cold blood. Again, you're using, you're using an objective standard. You're suggesting that the reasonably prudent individual wouldn't fear grievous bodily injury. I, I'll tell you that... in. You know, the hearing has been going on all week now in front of the judge. It's a judicial determination. But the testimony changed a little bit. Now there's a suggestion that, the, that Curtis Reeves, the former police officer, former Tampa police captain, was struck by the cell phone of the individual who was shot, that he threw a cell phone or otherwise wielded the cell phone. Okay, we'll say he threw the cell phone at him. Should he kill him? Should he be able to kill him? Again, I, I don't think so, but that's, that's the world according to Jack Gordon. And at the end of the day, it's whether or not this particular individual curtis reeves truly feared for his safety if so then under the law the, at least the way that it was drafted in 2005 he has a right to use safety force. or life those are two different words now Sa safety the way the statute reads is he could he has to f there has to be some imminent fear of either being killed or suffering grievous bodily injury so, again, no, you're not going to suffer grievous bodily injury by someone throwing popcorn at you. But yeah. let's just say, because, again, we communicate in, in a lot of subconscious ways. Mm -hmm. we, we pick up certain facial expressions. We pick up the manner in which someone approaches us and moves. You know that as a professional athlete. Sure, yeah, yeah. So if I, in good faith, reasonably believe that, holy, this guy's throwing popcorn at me, yeah. he's about to come after me. This is, this is just the... Um, you know, the pre-squirt before mm. the big explosion. Sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, once again, like you said, some people are scared before anything ever happens. So and, to, and, and to some extent, those people garner the benefit of this stand-your-ground statute. Because if they truly believe, whether or not it's reasonable, yeah. if they truly fear for themselves, then, again, according to the law, then they are allowed to use serious bodily force or, again, fatal force. There are, however, currently bills pending in the Florida legislature to change... Stand your ground? Some of the stand your ground. But in some ways, it would make it even easier oh for defendants to use it. Right now, the burden is upon the defendant to demonstrate, hey, listen, I had a good faith subjective belief that I was about to be armed. Mm. They're talking about actually shifting that burden to the prosecution so that there's almost a presumption that, oh, this guy was acting reasonably. Now the prosecution has to prove that he wasn't. That's a significant difference in the law. Well, you know Stevie change. Wonder won't come to Florida because of stand your ground. You know right, that, right? Right. He, and, and, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder? Stevie Wonder? Eliminate it. Eliminate the law. We don't have the opportunity <laughs> to listen to songs in the key of life live. That's what I'm saying, though. Really? All I want to do is listen to Stevie. It seems that it seems easy to me. Stand your ground doesn't work, okay? Love it's, it's got <laughs> in need of love today. Now, now you're going to... That's probably one of the newer rules, um, laws, isn't it? Stand your ground? It Again, it was, pro it was promulgated in 2005. Well, that's here, a new here law. Here in Florida, and it's fairly new. But remember, there have been self-defense immunities that have been legislated and otherwise promulgated for years and years in, in, in every state.
If for you, you, you gave an example earlier on at the beginning of our discussion. You said, listen, if I'm in my house, minding my own business, mm-hmm. and somebody busts in and wants to do harm to my family or otherwise steal my stuff, I'll kill them I then. Should, well, yeah, I'll man, kill them then. And th- those laws have been around for years. Th- those laws are as old as Hammurabi. Sure. Remember, you remember Hammurabi? Not really. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. I know the saying. Yeah, your Bible studies. But man. you know who made those laws? You know, you know what? Who made those laws? Which? All these laws we're talking about. Well, the biblical ones, some would suggest to you that they came from a higher, the higher place. The other laws have been all man-made, passed by various civilizations. Well, think about this. When they're talking about all men were created equal, mm-hmm. you ever watch that? You ever look at that picture? There's no women in it. I know. There's no, anybody of any color well, it in it. it says all men. <laughs> okay, right. So forget the women, okay, and forget anybody who's not old and white. Because other, because, because other creatures who aren't old and white aren't considered men. You so, see? What? When did this happen? So, well, you so, know this. This is, this, is, this is United States history. You know, I wish it weren't like that, but I, unfortunately, yeah. it, well, you know, it's, it were. It's 2017. It's time for us to come together as people and amend some of these old, decrepit rules. It's, seriously, well, though. Again, and in all fairness, that's the benefit of living in a country where you as an individual, you have your voting rights. You And we, we talked a little bit about this earlier, too. Mm-hmm. As a talk show host, for example, and you have your you I mean you have your finger right on the pulse sure. of, of the community, and you have the ability to articulate. You have you have a you have an audible voice where mm-hmm. others may not. Really, you have a social and ethical obligation, I think, to speak your mind and, and not do. merely vote, but consider influencing other people's the manner in which they mm-hmm. vote. Or sure. again, go lobby. Go up there and, uh, and talk to our lawmakers and suggest, hey, we need to change. And, that's here's, not, and here's why. Listen, that's not my thing. That's not – because I just – they ain't going to listen to me, dude. They ain't going to listen to me. I strongly disagree with you. They are going to listen to you. You think so? I do. Again, th- think about the successes that you've enjoyed during the course of your life, from athletics, again, to something entirely new. Sure. We're not here talking about sports, man. No. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of your former colleagues are, are somewhat cookie-cutter limited You've expanded. You're mm. talking about issues. Think about what we're talking about right now. Sure. We're talking about issues of race. We're talking about issues of law. I, I think you're very well respected in the community, and I think at the end of the day, you may have a potential for a, a political well, future. Well, get me. No, no. I'll be like. I'm going to be like Donald Trump. Like somebody in politics is going to kill Donald Trump because he's telling. <laughs> he's telling everybody secrets. They're like, no, Donald, don't tell them. Like Donald's saying, well, this is the way. He's telling people the truth. And you know what? Oh, no. The, know what? The truth and politics don't go together. They don't go together. They don't. Listen, okay, listen, the whole thing with the, we talk about the wall or whatever. There's, when we talk about the wall, I get what people are upset about. I really do. Okay, I get that there's people coming in illegally and doing some stupid crap. I get all that, okay? There's got to be lines. There's got to be lines drawn. I just don't want Donald Trump to draw the line because his line's going to be far from my line. And in all fairness, that there are lines that are drawn. And, and, and I, I listened to our president speak the other night, you know, and I support our president. He's the I, president I, of the United States. I didn't vote for him, but I, again, I he, support he, has him my, he has my full support now because he is in office. He is. And we have to respect the process, and we have to respect the office. But he talks about uh, there not being laws to otherwise protect U.S. citizenry from foreign nationals coming here who can't otherwise support themselves. And that's simply not true. I, I, you know what, Manny and Gordon, in addition to the medical malpractice, negligent security, and injury cases, we have a fairly substantial Im- United States immigration practice. Okay. And I will tell you, the laws specifically provide that an individual must have the ability to support themselves or they will not be provided any visa benefit. Well, they you're won't, be, they won't about, be provided entry. You're talking somebody who used to be illegal. You know, right, I, from I a Canadian perspective, bink, sure. And the reason why oh. I became an American citizen was because I have a specific skill that it was uncommon in the United States. 
okay? But when you look at, you know, when people are saying that we got to get them all, we have to get them all out, boy, I don't know if we want them all out now. I don't know that because I'm not sure what's right. going to happen let's to our economy, let, 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 Let's presume that that was the prevailing policy, mm-hmm. that that was the prevailing thought process when you immigrated. Would you have had the opportunity to build a life here in the no. United States and live no. the American dream? Right. Yeah. Well, don't you have somewhat of an ethical and social obligation to pay that forward and provide other individuals with the opportunities that you were blessed enough to enjoy? Well, this is the thing. I believe that our country, to some, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a big percentage of our country is run by some people like myself, mm-hmm. like myself that came from other countries. Mm-hmm. With you know, this is the thing. At the end of the day, we all came from other countries. I know we did, except for the Native American did, Indians, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's, what scares me is when I hear people say, "Well, we got to get all the Mexicans out because they're rapists and they're." That, that hurts my head, mm-hmm. okay, because I don't know if more Mexicans rape more than, than, more than Canadians. Do you? Is there statistics of that? No, I, you know, I'm, I'm confident there is data. There's some data somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's some bean counter who's keeping that information. Sure. But un- unfortunately, we are currently living in a culture, and we are witnessing an administration that makes bold assertions mm-hmm. without necessarily checking with those bean counters, and that's the danger. Now, what do you got going on these days? Do you have any, any big cases that you're, you're, you're on? You know, we are blessed. We have, at, at Manny Gordon, all the lawyers fight negligence by trying to keep, make hospitals safer. How many safer. lawyers you got at Manny and Gordon? Uh, we have a total of 23 wow. lawyers nationwide. Wow. But here in Tampa, we have a trial team of 10 lawyers who are, again, concentrating and focusing their energies and tensions on holding doctors accountable mm-hmm. for committing medical malpractice, for holding tort feasors, folks who are negligent causing injuries, holding them accountable. Um, we talked a little about Stand Your Ground. We have an interesting case right now. An unfortunate gentleman, resident of a condominium association, wound up uh, getting beat down yeah. by one of the maintenance personnel. Um, and that maintenance person is, uh, is now asserting a, a Stand Your Ground defense. So the interesting thing about the Stand Your Ground defense is if you are able to garner the immunity for purposes of the criminal prosecution, mm. meaning, hey, can't charge me the crime because I was standing my ground, that immunity carries forward into any potential civil action. I'm going to tell you what I have a problem with, stand your ground, okay? Because first of all, I find it very vague, okay? Like a lot of laws. Sure. Uh, and I've said this. Picture um, Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. being white, walking in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Do you think the black guy that killed him would have got off? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Probably not. Okay, I would say I- 100, 100% not. If you're a white kid walking in a black neighborhood and you're confronted and he kills you, that guy's going to jail. And uh, now, in the guy, the, the and I think, and, and I would suggest to you that there, there, you know, racism is prevalent in the United States, contrary yeah. to what anyone else says. Okay. It, it, it's, you know, we see it in the no, court system, we see it in the political system, and we see it. However, if we're talking about the stand your ground law, if we're going to apply it properly, if it truly, because again, if we don't like the law, then we have to make an effort to lobby the government to change the law because the. The way in which the law has been promulgated and passed and generated in 2005 is if you have a subjective, well-founded fear, Mm. meaning, and I should take that back because it's not well-founded. It's not whether or not other people might otherwise feel that they're in in, in grave danger, but it's whether you personally felt in grave danger. So again, racists Mm. who have a natural fear for people of color... For a black guy, See, no, I, I, I fear that. Holy shit! So make, now I'm 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 justified in shooting. It's scary. It, I think you're making it too deep, to be honest with you. Because if uh, if if this guy Curtis Reeves was a black guy, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and had a tattoo that went up his neck, mm-hmm. and somebody came and threw popcorn and we saw him blam, mm-hmm. 
I don't even know if we'd have heard about this case. That guy's going to jail, and he's never – like, the fact that uh, – I don't know this guy, Curtis. I, I think a know. lot – I think you're right. I think a lot of it has to do – and this, this certainly isn't, isn't a racist circumstance because we have – But that's not racism. Can, that's just perception. I mean, that's the way the world is. That's, that's not racism. It, it is naive to think that people can operate without some degree of bias and prejudice. In all fairness – to some extent, it's evolutionary. We may not like it. We, we agree it's not ethical. We agree it shouldn't be part of our, our legal system. But to some extent, it is inescapable because we as human beings are programmed to sense danger. We, we, we program to have biases. We're programmed to not trust people who are dissimilar. Well, if you how are you going to how are you going to overcome that? If you think that racism isn't a part of the legal system, then don't watch the OJ trial because right. that one that had nothing to do with murder. It was all color. It was amazing. When I watch it again, I go, this is the most interesting stuff and also some of the most scary stuff. It's pretty scary, actually. It's frightening, and there's a, there's a huge lesson to be learned, and you can see a lot about the distinction between criminal law and civil law mm-hmm. in the O.J. case. Exactly. Because remember, at the end of the yeah. day, in the civil case for yeah. wrongful death, he was found to be sure. guilty. And then they gave him 33 years for something that normally would have given him two years. Right! <laughs> you, don't th- you don't think the initial underlying... Crime had anything to do with of the sentencing when you're holding up a couple of yeah. what, pawn shop yeah. guys? Come on, thirty-three years. Come on, he's up to come out. Come on, and he, listen. Come on, it's all it's all crazy. Jack Gordon, super lawyer. Anybody want to get in contact with you, Mr. Gordon? You know, give us a it? holler. Visit us at fightnegligence.com. The lawyers at Manny Gordon are committed to fighting negligence on your behalf and holding folks accountable and hopefully making the community safer as a result. You know, I know you're legitimate as a lawyer because I talk to your peers. Really? That's real talk, though. Like Thank a lot you. of people, you talk to your peers about stuff. They're like, eh. Like, talk to your peers. And everybody goes, Jack Gordon's legitimate. Thank you. That's what it's all about. I'm brother. honored by that, Good brother. stuff, man. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank Always you for your knowledge here. and your candor. And I like people that don't bow down to me. I like people that come at me. <laughs> I like that. I really do. That makes good radio. It's real not talk. my intention, that's my real, brother. No, that's all you. you got. That's all you got, brother. I don't like to bow myself. No, seriously. No doubt about that.